the fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I'm through, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. New sports desk. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. You're listening to talk the sports show. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says I just whipped your ass. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his pride. The Rock understands what... As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. I think I got my swagger back. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was hey, on crack? Sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk. Trapaholics makes tapes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sports desk. Oh, man. Jumping at the gate all raggedy already, my boy. Let's try that <laughs> one more time. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sports desk. It is your guy. It is your man's one half of your favorite sportsologist, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And one more time, folks, remember acknowledge me. And this your man Black, we are back once again in the building. One of your favorite sportsologists back at it again. D, you know what it is. Let's get into it, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back with episode 217 of the Sports Desk. Man, we got a lot of fun topics to get into, man. Of course, we're going to get hot heavy into the National Basketball Association. We've been treated with some fantastic basketball, some MVP performance, some 71-point games, some heroic comebacks. We've been treated with some very good basketball, and that's to be predicted. When you come out of All-Star, you literally got 20 to 25 games left to state your claim as you get ready for the playoff push. But before we get into all that, man, let's go ahead and talk a little bit of MMA. Black, in most circles, no matter where you live in this planet, where you uh, are located, it really doesn't matter when you discuss the GOAT of mixed martial arts i don't think there should be any conversation current date that johnny bones jones is that almost 20 years of pure dominance in the mma world he makes his grand return to the ufc going up a weight class to the heavyweight division to challenge for the heavyweight championship of the world and the title of baddest man on the planet. Jones returns 285 to face Sierra Gone, my boy. 
Now, Black, we've been watching John Jones really since his birth into the UFC. And we know the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs. But one thing that I know me and you can both agree on every time that we've watched John Jones in the ring, we all we've always been treated to see, dang, that's what greatness looks like. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, man. Um, John Jones is one of the best fighters in the UFC, one of the top guys and top dogs in the UFC, even even if he's not in the ring as much as we want him to be. Um, I'm, I'm just happy we was able to have the pleasure to see this man uh, fight in the ring live and to see him, you know, <clears throat> I would, after he won the belt, yeah, his, his belt, first so, defense. Yeah, his first defense of the belt. So, yeah, man, John Jones. Uh, I'm happy to see him back. I'm ecstatic about the car Saturday night. Uh, I'm happy I'm off work. I just hope John. <laughs> <laughs> I hope John just come in here, man, and take care of business. You know, I I, I don't want to see him go to heavyweight and lose. Like we were talking the other day. I just I, I guys for him that's already in gold status. I just don't. I just don't want to see him go to heavyweight and lose. You know, I don't, I don't, for me personally, I don't think that'd be a good look for him. But um, I know, of course, 100%, he, he's the GOAT. But um, most most champions that we have seen that we consider to be the, the top guys, the GOAT status, they've went to a weight class and won their belt, went, won a second belt. So John has to go win this belt. Well, I disagree. Because it's been, uh, I, I, it's been I, so long. I don't think he can lose this fight. Well, I, 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 dis I disagree with you in the regards of most of the greats that we've seen have went up to fight for other titles. We've never seen Anderson Silva do it. We've never seen GSP do it. we never seen... you seen GSP do it? He went to middle no, no, and no, won no, the belt. No, no, no. Well, well, I thought you said champions who are already champions and going up to the next class because yeah, that's well, when we won, see it. That's uh, when well, we see it. They won. They they went to another weight class, not holding two belts simultaneously. Oh, okay, I'm not okay, about that. okay. Well, I'm not talking about that. Even in that, to, for me, that's still a rarity. And we can expand on that conversation now, uh, honestly, because I do want to do it here on the show. When you talk about goat status, I heard a quote today from Max Kellerman, and I was like, man, that's something I needed to hear to use for Black when we talk about this. Matt Kellerman says, what defines a GOAT? What is a GOAT? He used Babe Ruth. He used uh, Michael Jordan. He used just so many people who we see, Michael Phelps at that level. Was this player able to dominate at a high level? Literally every time you saw them throughout their entire career. That is a GOAT status. Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Michael Phelps. John Jones I don't feel the way that you feel If John loses this fight He could potentially not have His GOAT status Because when you talk about the other GOATs Who've been in the same room I don't consider Conor McGregor a GOAT He had his opportunity to do so He didn't do nothing with it All right, Amanda Nunes I consider her obviously the best female fighter of all time And arguably top 5 ever To do it But before Amanda got there Amanda had a considerable amount of losses on her record but even still now, we consider her to go. John Jones has no losses. He rang around the Rosies, the light heavyweight division, for almost 15 years. He was in two close fights. Whatever you feel about the Gustafsson fight the first round, first time around, I feel like John lost that fight, but he retained. Mm -hmm. So he goes up the heavyweight and loses to Gon. Where does that put him for you? 
who uh, if he loses, John. If John, if John loses, loses to Gon, Saturday, I, it's, where does it's, that put it's him? This never was a thing about him not being the goat. I know John is the goat. Okay. I just feel like for for him to continue to state the claim as being the best of the best. Okay. We know what he's done at light heavyweight. D. We know we've seen it. Right. We've seen everything he's done. Unstoppable finishes. Uh, everything. Uh, everything he's done it. Three times over, four times over. He's cleaned out the division four, okay. maybe four times. I just feel like if he goes to heavyweight, he has to get this done. I don't want it to be a a, a glitch on his resume that he went up to a weight class after being away from so long and went and took an L. All right, I got you. Which I don't think John is going to lose to this guy, but I want him to go up there and I want to I don't even know if we're going to see the John that we seen last time. It could be something totally we'll see different. A new John. I I know we're going to see a bigger John. A new John. You know we're going to see a new John and I want to see how that look, but I need to I need him to go win that belt. Okay, got you. I don't need him to have a a stain on that res on that goat resume as you All would right. say. Because then I'm scratching my head like, "Damn, John." Like some of the guys that we talked, we seen them go and do it. What was whole, why couldn't you do it? Okay, that's 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 my thing with the whole thing. Right. I have to see him do it. Okay, it's not that he won't be the goat, but I'll be like, well, damn, John, I you did all this good you. at light you. heavyweight, and then you went to a heavier weight where guys are more powerful, guys are more stronger, Fact. and you didn't get it done. Okay, I yeah. got it. Well, we're going to this fight. I think this is. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm I think a, it's a I'm style a, fight. Yeah, I'm a, I'm excited to see John again, but I'm not excited for the fight. I don't. I'm get, excited to see John. I'm, no, I'm excited to see him, but yeah. I'm not excited for this fight. The two fights that I wanted was either Stipe Miocic mm-hmm. or I wanted to see him fight Francis Ngannou, the champion who vacated the title due to his contract situations with the UFC. That right there is blockbuster worthy, and it makes mm-hmm. me question. I'm gonna be real. It made me questions the the question the timing of John's return. It makes me question it. Because while Nganu and Stipe were there, just curious, real deal, why didn't John return in? Just curious. I'm just curious. I'm just putting that out there for listeners who listen to the show. Well, I'm going to say something. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was John. Who was it? I really don't think it was John because we only seen Stipe when he came back and, and fought, uh, fought Cormier. You know, he fought Cormier he twice. Be, I mean, he beat Cormier. He beat Cormier. And uh, he, he, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about the last few. He beat Cormier, lost to Ngannou, and then we didn't see him no more. No, 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 and no. We no. didn't see him no more. No, no, no. He beat that. Ngannou, then he fought Cormier twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying his his, his, his last two fights. Yeah, okay. We, yeah, we, he, he lost to Ngannou. We hadn't seen him though. We talking about two years here, D. We talking about two years. This is both. He fought. He fought Ngannou before COVID. He fought Ngannou before COVID. Right. If I'm not mistaken, right when COVID was kicking off, rather. Somewhere around that, around no, that, I, it was I, in the midst of it. I'm but just, I think those, I think John always had a time when he wanted to come back. And that's rumor, what I'm rumor was it was supposed to be Stipe, but Stipe said he had a responsibility as a fireman to do his part. And he didn't want yeah, to come I, back I, right now. That's what the rumors was. That's, I don't believe it. Uh, Joe Rogan even said that don't on his it. show. I don't was like, it. okay, well, I don't, I don't know. It. I don't know exactly if that really was the case. I don't know if it was a money yeah. issue or what. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he yeah. wanted he wanted Stipe because he wasn't going to get a Ganu because a Ganu and Dana 
they kind of beefing over contract and money and all that now. So Russ really the deal. I don't. I'm not going to put it on John D and say not, no, his not, timing is bad. I don't think it is because he was ready to come back, but the other two guys they weren't in position to have a fight with John. I don't agree with that at all. I think in the money business and the fight business, and you know this probably better than anybody who I know personally. Mm-hmm. When you're in the fight business, and especially what we've seen in UFC. If John Jones and his people pick up the phone, I don't care if it was Daniel Cormier, I don't care if it's Francis Ngannou, does John Jones not skip them in the line? Oh, of course. Of course. That's what I'm saying. So I think if John Jones, I'm just saying, I'm not questioning John in no way, shape, or form. I'm just saying the timing for me was kind of off back to my original statement. I'm not excited for the fight. I'm excited to see the greatest of all time go back in the cage and do what he does best. Can he do what he does best? I don't know. Like you pointed out, heavyweight division now. These boys hit harder. They're stronger. They are more equipped to put you down. And I'm talking about a snap of the finger. They're equipped to do that. This is a whole new element that we're going to be seeing with John Jones having to adapt to new circumstances. Now, Sierra Gunn, he is a really good fighter. We've seen him in some brawls. We've seen him knock dudes out with one punch, knock out power, kicks to the face. This is a dangerous guy. This is a dangerous guy. But let's be real. Let's be real about it. Should John Jones have a tough time with this guy? I don't I don't see he shouldn't, but I feel like he's fighting the right guy. He's the interim champ. If your champion can't fight, couldn't get the deal contract. Oh done, no, of course. Yeah, I'm just saying. The right guy, well, D. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm not dissing gone. I'm just saying from a fan's perspective what I would like to who see. You, I'm saying about who you would want to see him fight. Of course we would want to see him fight those other guys, but He's fighting the right guy because after he win this fight, hopefully something to be worked out where he gets Stipe or either Ganu. Right. That's gonna be the next fight. Right. And people wanted to see him put in put put in the heavyweight division. Well, I think coming from light heavyweight, John had to put on the muscle mass. I really think that really took time. I think John really took his time. He with did it, it the right way. Did. Exactly, D. So that's why I think is the process was so long because he did things the right way. Right. He just didn't go and jump into it like some other fighters do. I got it. You know, so I got it. I'm not opposed I, to that. I, yeah, I I don't I agree with you. I think John get this guy out of here. I do, but I want him, I want him to look flawless doing it, even because we hadn't seen you, John. Well, I want to see a war. Yeah, I, I, I want to see, see a war. I, I want to I want to see John. I want to see John be dominant at heavyweight. So he can he so he can shut everyone's mouth about him moving up and way to having questions about how he will how his his fight style and the things that he do will translate to the heavyweight division. As a fan, you want to see a war. Yeah, as of a course. fan, you want to see a war. But I don't mind seeing dominance though. We didn't okay. seen it so many okay. times from greats from George the Cormier. I mean, we didn't seen it. Okay, from some for some of the top guys, uh, Connor. Right. Like you didn't you didn't you didn't seen dominance and. John is one of those guys that you want to see that. Do we love wars? Hell yeah, we love a bloodbath. But in this fight right here, with a guy that I don't think is on John level, I think he should go in there and dominate this fight. All the way, one, all five, however many rounds it go, D, he should win everyone. Even though we had only hiccup, I think it could be how John Tank gonna be because we hadn't seen him. There's a lot we of hadn't seen them. There's a lot of variables here. Yeah, it is. I don't think we're going to see a flawless performance. I don't think we're going to see John go in there and steamroll this guy. You're talking about an active fighter who's been in heavyweight title fights mm-hmm. in the last two years. He's fought the best of the best. And I think when John gets hit clean for the first time at heavyweight, how will John respond? 
You How will he respond? Hit? Absolutely, he gets hit. <laughs> okay. He's bigger, a little mm-hmm. slower. All right. That's it, bro. Well, not. Well, I'm just saying naturally. <laughs> when you're when you're heavier, you, you slow down a bit. I don't yeah. think he's going to be slow in the ring, mm-hmm. but you're a little bit slower in the ring because you're covering a lot more weight. He has the wingspan. Yeah, he you has don't all think that. I, even with that, because these guys' wingspan is still at heavyweight. You know how, not bo- be you know a, how big Gon is? I know, how, but he don't have John wingspan. I don't think though. But when it comes to power, you don't need it. <laughs> I hit you anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen it. Yeah. They hit you anyway with your guard up and you going to sleep. Well, so, you think it'd be easier for John at heavyweight to keep... He really couldn't keep... He can keep guys at a distance. Do you think it's going to be more difficult at heavyweight to keep guys at a distance? Absolutely, because I think John had a physical advantage at light heavyweight. Okay. Look at some of the guys he fought when he fought with Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans looked like a welterweight in there against him when this guy was out of light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. John had had he some... He was so sick, much bigger than him. He was so much bigger than a lot of guys. Yeah. Machida, much bigger than him. The first guy who gave John a problem was was, was Gustafson because yeah, Gustafson. of how big he was, yeah, how long he was. Even when he fought Cormier, Cormier's a great fighter. If mm-hmm. it wasn't for John, Cormier probably be the greatest light heavyweight ever. <laughs> but you saw the size disparity. Yeah, this just a lot of variables. I'm excited to see what it looks like, mm-hmm. and I hope we get a great fight. I'm just. I'm just kind of let down that it's not Stipe or Ngano. That's just me as a fan. I'm just well, a little let down, but point. we're going to see John Jones, Sierra gone for the heavyweight championship of the world, title of baddest man on the planet this Saturday night, UFC 285. All right, man, we have a <laughs> another great fighter that will be on display uh, this Saturday night. And if it wasn't for one, Amanda Nunes, she'd probably be the greatest of all time. Mm. And in my opinion, she's top five in the USC regardless. We have the return of Valentino Shevchenko. She'll be uh, defending the flyweight championship against Alexa Grasso. I'll go first and easy. This fight is over in two rounds. Your yeah, goal, two Black. rounds. I'm tired of seeing her, these, tired of seeing her <laughs> fight these up-and-coming girls. Like, <laughs> can we get something from her with, some, with another big name? Can we please? They ain't like, <laughs> Amanda Nunes, give it, <laughs> give it to us. Like, we need to see something, D. Like, I, I need to see something from her. They're not out there. You know, why not fight somebody like Rose? Uh, let's just, just for the heck of it. Rose will know? have to go, go down. Go down. Yeah, she will have to go down. But I'm just saying, let's. No, excuse me. Go up. Go sorry. up. I'm, I'm just tired of her seeing, seeing her fight these new up and coming girls. Like, that's not how her many fault. times can you clear, clear out the division? But that's not her fault. It's not D, it's but not her fault. I'm just ready to see her in a big fight. There's I no mean, one available. A big fight. There's no one available, Black. Mm, when you look yeah. at that roster at the flyweight division, there's literally no one available. The only logical thing that the UFC can do, and they got to get this two and no rule out of here. You gotta, gotta, you gotta get her back in there with Nunes. <laughs> you gotta get her back in there with Amanda. She will have to go up. To fight Amanda. That is the only fight of Blockbuster and Mega. This would be the biggest fight in women's MMA history. This would probably be a top five fight in MMA history. Right now with what Shevchenko has done. And how long has she been champion though? Since the existence of the the title? Yeah. So Shevchenko been on this amazing run. And then of course you got Amanda who's the GOAT. Simultaneous champion. You got all three women divisions in one damn cage. You got to make the fight. I would love to see this summer Amanda Nunes, Valentina Shashinska fight for whoever's title. I don't, matter of fact, I don't even care if it's for a title. Put them in there. And let's really see what's good. 
Because now you can put that title on the line who's the greatest female fighter ever. You can put that in there as well. But I don't know if it's going to happen. Amanda beat her twice, bro. Amanda beat her twice, and I don't know if Amanda be up to fight her a third time, but we'll have to see. All right. Some other notable names on this card. Cody Garbrandt makes his return against Trevin Jones. He's on the preliminary card. Uh, UFC veteran Derek Brunson returns. He's fighting Druis Du Palisau. I don't know who that is, but I'll be paying attention to the preliminary cards. And then you have a host of other talented fighters that will be fighting on this card as well. But of course, the main course of this uh, UFC 285 event is the return of the GOAT, John Jones, moving up to the heavyweight division and uh, taking his chances, man, to become the baddest man on the planet. All right, Black, your boy, your homie, Jake Powell, my boy, goes down at the hands of Tyson Fury in a split decision win on this past Sunday. Black, I told you I watched most of the fight while we were watching Lakers and Mavericks. And for what it was worth, I thought it was a pretty good fight. I think Jake had his opportunities, but it was clear, especially like in the earlier rounds, that Tyson was the better fighter. And, um... With with Fury getting the win, I know Jake is so salty about this because mm -hmm. when he woke up on Monday morning, now Tyson Fury is a ranked boxer in the WBC. Tommy Fury. Excuse me, Tommy Fury, sorry, is a now ranked boxer in the WBC. Black, just what are your thoughts on we finally see Jake Paul fight a licensed boxer <laughs> and then he loses? Yeah, I, ain't, I, I was going to be super hard on him. Okay. But I was, I guess, uh, us not, you know, Recording yesterday, I was able to really see a lot of people talk and yeah. you know see some highlights of the fight. And you know, Jake really looked—he looked like the more—he looked very good he against, did. against he Tommy did. Fury. He did. But Tommy Fury, you could tell, is just the more polished boxer. He right. was the—he was—he was the bigger guy. You know, it's—it's it's hard for me to believe they say he had to come up and wait to fight Jake. That—that that shocked me because mm -hmm. he looks more—he looked more bigger than Jake personally to me. But um. I think man, he just out he just outclassed uh Jake Paul. He finally fought a real boxer and I'm happy that Jake did challenge himself, but this was what we was waiting to see anyway. Right. Him fight a guy who, you know, not it got this almost the same record as him, eight and nine and oh. You know, he hadn't had a lot of fights, but he's been fighting for a little time. And shoot, his freaking big brother is Tyson Fury, so you know he gotta have some type of skills. Right. You know, and, uh, so he ain't no I don't he ain't no bum. So right. man, uh I like to see Jake Paul again. I'm pretty sure he ain't finna stop. You know, I know I know he no, said no, something no, about, about a rematch of them fighting again, but I like what the kid is doing, but I have been trying to tell people, man, let's just see him against some real competition. Right. And let's see what he would do. And then his first real boxing competition, he lost. He lost. I know it was a split decision, but he lost the fight. Mm -hmm. Some people thought Jake won. Some people thought Tommy won. So right. it, it could have went any way. But um, I know he'll bounce back D. Shout out to Tommy Fury for uh, being now being a ranked fighter in the uh, IBF something like somewhat like that. IBF WBC, yeah, I believe IBF it is. WBC. So right. shout out to him on that. But um, the highlights that I did see because I didn't get to see it live looked like a really entertaining fight. It was, it was. I, I watched the majority of it. I picked up in the second round. I thought Fury was about to kill Jake in the third round. Logan Paul was ringside mm -hmm. and pretty much disrespected the Fury name calling his whole family out their name live on the microphone. I don't even know how he got a microphone in the corner. And I thought Fury was about to kill Jake Paul in the third round. I said, my God, this man is not, he finna get this boy up out of here. 
But I guess he was going off the adrenaline of hearing what uh, Logan was saying in the corner. But that's that. I don't know what 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 was it on Showtime? What was it on Trillo? It was ESPN on Plus, it, it was something on like ESPN that. Plus. Yeah, you know the Paul brothers, they so innovative, and you know, kudos to them because when mm-hmm. they came in, they were the laughing stock of everything. People say this is not going to work. All the way from the Trillo cars, now they on ESPN Plus, and now Logan Paul is one of the marquee uh, uh, figures in this year's WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so kudos to them and salute Two to the YouTubers, Paul. my boy. Two YouTube superstars, man, and they really, really, really doing their thing. But yeah, all in all, solid fight. Fury gets the win, and you know what? I went mind seeing a a second bout between Fury and Paul. I would watch it. I would watch it just based on uh, what I saw. All right, all right. Let's talk about the WWE real quick before we head on to the National Basketball Association. Black, it is WrestleMania season, and things are starting to shape up and take place. Of course, we're recording on a Tuesday this week. Monday Night Raw was obviously the night before. We're coming up on a live SmackDown on Friday, and then the following Monday night we'll be in Boston for WWE Raw. All right, so follow me real quick. Four matches have been announced, and the reason I'm doing this because I had two people hit my phone via Twitter and said, "Bro, keep us." updated on wrestlemania all right so i said what they accept this again black (laughs) we appreciate that yes because we abandoned the wrestling heads for quite some time but i promise you it was not on purpose purpose all right all right the four matches that have been announced roman reigns will defend the universal heavyweight championship against cody rhodes all right charlotte flair will defend the women's smackdown title against rhea ripley bianca belair will defend the raw women's championship against oscar and brock lesnar versus omos boo man come on man why they put brock boo i'm just gonna leave it right there all right so potential matches that are on the horizon you'll have edge getting ready to take on the demon king and vin balor if you don't know what that is vin balor has an alter ego i can see it coming edge and balor have been kind of going tit for tat uh for quite some time and we haven't seen the demon king in quite quite a while and i think a judgment day version of the demon king will be absolutely sensational what type of match you think is gonna be a special type of match like, <sighs> i don't i no don't know balls, I don't know. I, it, will, it will be cool to have a a, a special type of uh, look to the match but mm-hmm. honestly if you're talking demon king um i don't care I just want to see him. I haven't. We haven't okay. seen him in a minute. Other matches that are on the horizon: uh, Logan Paul versus Seth freaking Rollins. That has potential to be the best match on either WrestleMania card. That's how great that match is going to be due to the athleticism, the raw athleticism of both guys. I love this Seth Rollins character. At first, I wasn't so sure about it, mm-hmm. but he has just come full circle. That is another match that is on the horizon that is not yet official. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, I said it a couple weeks ago. I think they eventually will pair up in the coming weeks, and they will take on the Usos for the unified tag titles. You will have Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt. That will happen. Mm. We saw Bray Wyatt intervene with Bobby Lashley last night on Raw with a Fire 5 Funhouse segment, which was awesome. If you didn't see it, Go to YouTube and watch that Firefly Funhouse segment with Bray Wyatt put on Bobby Lashley, all right? Couple of more matches that could be on the horizon. John Cena makes his return Monday night in Boston, his hometown. Um, what's my guy named? Uh, the champion, um, U.S. champion. Oh, What's man. my guy uh, named, man? Austin Theory. Austin Theory has already started his promos without Cena. I think you get Cena, and I think you get Theory at WrestleMania for, for the United for the States belt? for the United Ooh. States Championship at WrestleMania. Okay, Man, so you probably ain't gonna put that on Cena, right? 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really, and honestly, I really don't care. It'd be good to see him. Yeah. Theory kind of reminds me a lot of John when John first got to his uh, niche before he was kind of coming into his character. Yeah. A lot of people hate Theory, yeah. but Theory's good. He's good and he's coming into his own, so they kind of remind me of each other. And this is after this mania. This is it for John on the con- on his contract, right? Yes, John yeah, has okay. one more obligation on his contract and okay. that is WrestleMania. So those are some of the matches that could be on the horizon April 1st, April 2nd in Los Angeles, California in SoFi Stadium. Man, that is going to be something to see. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the biggest stadium for WrestleMania <clears throat> in its history. Even bigger than Jerry Stadium out there in Dallas. Alright, so that is going to be something to see. April 1st, April 2nd on Peacock. Um, you can catch both nights. Me and Black will definitely be tuned in. All right, so those are your icebreakers for this week's uh, uh, episode. Let's go ahead and get ready to transition into the National Basketball Association. Boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Um, bro, well, let me go on and play the theme song, man, because every time it looked like my boys on the corner, somehow. ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here. What did you do in camp? I am back. What it do, baby? All right, man. Let's go ahead and jump into the National Basketball Association. All right. All right, Black, let's go ahead and jump into the week that it was in the NBA, the week of February the 19th up until now. Black, we have had some exceptional basketball. We've had some exceptional performance of basketball ever since we've come back from the All-Star break. Black, let's go ahead and start with Damian Lillard, bro. I feel (laughs) like it's only right to start with Dame, bro. What's going on with him, bro? I don't know. I wonder did they drug test the man like they did Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> the, man, <laughs> the, man, <laughs> the man went out on Sunday night, man. We're going back to Sunday night against the Houston Rockets. The man put up 71 points, bro. The man had, <laughs> I believe the man had, let me go to his box score. The man had 50 points at the half. This is just utterly just just a, a, a wild display. Here go some of the numbers for uh, Damian Lillard. Uh, Dame Litter. This man went 22 for 38, bro. Uh, 13 for 22 from three. 14 for 14 from the free throw line. Dang. This man was a plus minus 21. Um, 71 points at halftime. This man had 50 freaking points, bro. God. They couldn't do nothing with him, bro. Now we know the Houston Rockets aren't the greatest team, uh, 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 uh alive right now. But 71 to 71, bro. 71 is 71. Black, talk to me about... Because most people didn't even see this performance. Most people were sleeping. This Mm -hmm. is a 10-30 tip. And I know the common person, let alone the biggest basketball fan, wasn't up on on Sunday night at 10-30 watching the Trailblazers and the Rockets. playing Houston. (laughs) So, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't seen none of it. I didn't either. I woke up the next morning. I said, 71? 
Black Dame Lillard. You should have put him on that ticket. Man, Lord. <laughs> man, Lord. Black taught me Damian Lillard, man. 71 points. What an amazing performance. Yeah, man. Um, Shoot, what can you say about the guy? Like, you know, <laughs> he just be, seemed like he just been with the Blazers so long that he continued to do things to remind you who he is. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for guys like uh, Stephen Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, and yeah. Clay Thompson, you know, this guy would potentially be – Considered one of the greatest shooters of his era, which, right. is, which, which he is, which he, he is, still is. But you know, he's just number he just, three on that list. We just talking about the, the the two ahead of him, you know. Yeah. But man, seventy one points, like D, like you said, like seventy one is seventy one. I see, and it seems like everyone that do do that does it, it, they get stuck at that number seventy one. You know, I know Kobe had his eighty, eighty one. You know, his eighty one. I and I was like, man. Shannon Sharp was saying he think he could have probably went for eighty, but because they he, he didn't play much of the fourth or something. I think they said he didn't play. They put him out a little. They put him out a little early in the a fourth. A little early in the fourth. So, man, shout out to Dame Lillard. He continues to just uh, remind people why you call him Dame Dollar, Dame Time, <laughs> yeah, or man. whatever it be. But we were just talking the other day, man. Like the way this boy just come up and shoot that mud like fearlessly. It's from crazy. half court, it's court. Crazy. he shoot it like he had the regular three three point line. It's crazy, and bro. and I mean all draws, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm yes, like, sir. dang, bro, like it's it's crazy, D, to watch this, uh, to watch him. I, I I honestly, I hope the Blazers make the playoffs because I think Dame will do do the playoffs some good, especially you know with who he is and how he plays in the postseason. So um, shout out to him on the big game, D. <sighs> Houston, y'all just y'all just terrible, bro. I think they had a stat thing on Instagram. I seen, bro. Dame had seventy one. Somebody else dropped sixty. Uh, Luca dropped fifty five. Yeah. Uh, LeBron had a they been taking turns piece. on that boy. Like, and they just got that coach. He just sitting there looking silly. <laughs> like, coach Silas. Like, you just there. You just there. You're like, I would never thought. I, I never would have thought that. This would have been Houston after James Harden. I didn't think they would be just trash, bro. And it's 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 horrible to watch, man. But yeah, shout out to Dame again on the big game, seventy one points. Shout out to you, sir. Yeah, Houston's so trash, man. Uh, John Wall didn't even show up. He got traded there. That's crazy. Man, they didn't even show up, man. That they got traded. Them boys so trash, man. Well, Dame Lillard, man, just showed us once again, man. He's a special, special talent. Period, bro. When you see him, man, it is unfortunate that he is playing in the air that he is playing in. I mean, by God, if it wasn't for Stephen Clay, he'd probably be the greatest shooter ever. And arguably, and, and I get some people's argument. Some people want to know why he's not above Clay. Why he's not above Clay? Because I said, man, that's a good conversation because I don't think you can have the conversation with him and uh, Steph Curry. I don't think you really can. I just think that when Dame gets going, it is a must-see event when he gets going. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the first quarter, he had 18 points. In the first quarter, he had 18 points. I was like, what? This man went like 8 for 8 or 8 for 9 in the first quarter. He just was cooking up a storm, man. Houston is trash. They, uh, Jabari Smith and most of their starters, they did not play this game. So that's another <laughs> thing, too. So they really had them G-League boys out there just yeah. getting daggered down for real. So 
I can't really fault Houston too bad, but bruh, you gave up 71. But why them boys ain't playing? Shoot, y'all need to be I out there playing. I don't know, plan. they sure do. Now they take it for that boy, uh, uh, what, Yeoman Yor, what the name is? Uh, coming out of France. That's who they, they oh, tanking. Man. You Come know on, them boys man. tanking out there, bro. They ain't playing nobody the rest of the way, but shout out Dame Lillard, one of the best efficient scores that we have ever seen. And you know what? From time to time, we do take Dame for granted because he is in Portland and he's so loyal to Portland. I'm not going to lie. I wish he wasn't so loyal to them. I wish Dame Lillard would pack up his bags and go because Lord knows he's taken, he's made a more than enough money while in Portland. He, he can ain't pack going nowhere, bro. He can pack up his bag. I'm just saying, selfishly, I would like to see him go somewhere else, but... He came out the other day and said, yeah, man, y'all better hope I don't win a championship in Portland. Well, damn, I hate, I hate to break it to you, bro. But as currently constructed with the Portland Trailblazers, bro, you won't be winning no championship out there. You just won't be winning no title out there at all. All right? So we'll continue to see you put up these amazing numbers. But, bro, I really hope after these next two years, after your contract comes to an end, because he will be in year he will be in year 11 or 12, I believe 11 or 12 of his contract is up. Mm -hmm. And of course he will be due for another big deal, but I hope that he leaves. He too loyal, bro. He too I loyal. I understand that. And, and I understand that. We didn't had this conversation before about Dane. And for him to sit there and just waste them years, waste doing all this great stuff. He could be somewhere contending doing this, you know? But I don't. I I think Dame's that one player. D. We may want him to go, but I don't think he'll never leave. I think he's just Portland through and through. He loyal. Well, he just gonna he gonna ride it out, bro. Till he finish playing in Portland. Sports death. But he ain't gonna get no other superstar to come to Portland. Nah, man, it ain't happening, bro. <laughs> Somebody gonna have to get traded though. Somebody gonna have to get traded, but we don't even know if that's gonna take place. But yeah, shout out Dame Lillard, man. Seventy one points on this past Sunday night against the Houston Rockets, man. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and uh, have this conversation, man. It's uh, it's always uh, home of the greatest franchise. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into it, man. So the L.A. Lakers, everybody already knows, are on a three-game winning streak. Man, they had a beautiful comeback win against the Dallas Mavericks on this past Sunday. Down 27 points, man. Looking like Christmas Day all over again. <laughs> the Mavericks couldn't miss, and plus they had Kyrie Irving this time around. So I'm getting ready to turn the channel. Mm -hmm. But then... Towards the end of the second quarter, we start seeing Troy Brown knocking down a couple threes. Anthony Davis start hitting a couple buckets. Dennis Schroeder got. I was like, okay, they kind of got this thing down about eleven or twelve. I think it was 20. almost ten, something like that. Then you come back from half. LeBron picks up. Uh, well, Kyrie or Luca, one of them boys, up ninety-four feet. <clears throat> I said, oh, that's a little bit different there to start a second half when you're down big. And then it began. The Los Angeles Lakers started fighting. <laughs> they started clawing. They started making buckets. They started defending and clawing and itching and scratching their way back into this game. Anthony Davis was sensational down the stretch. LeBron James was sensational down the stretch. Great lineups by Darvin Ham. Me and Black questioned Darvin Ham lineups all the time. <laughs> but in the fourth quarter, it looked like he had 
the situation figured out. And then we get late in that or midway to the fourth quarter. LeBron goes down. Well, at the top of the fourth, LeBron goes down. Says he failed to pop. I ain't going to lie. I was saying LeBron being dramatic looking for a foul. I knew he had been dealing with a foot injury. But when he came back, he scored 11 points in the fourth quarter. So I figured he was fine. But when you got late in the fourth <laughs> quarter, I saw LeBron only be available in the block, in the post. Shorter range buckets, not really have to be as crafty as LeBron could be with the ball in his hand. And then, man, you talked about this black uh, yesterday. We seen LeBron direct traffic to Anthony Davis late in the game because what LeBron was, maybe he felt like, obviously, that he wasn't going to be able to do what he normally could do in that situation due to the foot. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis hits a beautiful jump over Luka Doncic, and the Lakers win the game. We're on the high. We're feeling good, Laker Nation. I'm on NBA Twitter. NBA Twitter was good. We're out here. <clears throat> then the news comes down earlier today. Shams, Woj, everybody reports that LeBron James is going to be out for two to three weeks, maybe even longer with a stress uh, situation in his foot. Wrong time, wrong time. How are the Lakers going to manage? Currently, right now, while we're recording this, first quarter, the Lakers and the Minnesota, I mean, excuse me, the Memphis Grizzlies are playing live on TNT. It poses the question, man, can the Lakers make the playoffs? Can they make the play-in? Or are they just dead in the water without LeBron James, presumably for the rest of the regular season? Black, what are your thoughts seeing the news on LeBron as his team is constructing in L.A. right now? What do the Lakers have to do to stay in the – right now they're in the 10th spot. To stay in the 10th spot – to hang around that play in, or dare we say, get up to the sixth spot and make the playoffs. Man, <clears throat> I got to just give a shout out to um, what's the GM? What's his Rob name? Palinka. Rob Palinka. You know we talk, we talk a lot of trash about you and for sure the things that you have done. But you, man, you work hard to get this roster in here. But <sighs> with LeBron and AD, man, you you literally flipped it around. You got shooting, you got energy. Shout Defense. out, shout out to Big uh, Vanderbilt. I mean, Beasley, just keep shooting, brother. Don't turn nothing down but your collar. I mean, just keep doing your thing, bro. <laughs> but, D-Man, um, you know how I get, man. I'm just – I be ecstatic when the, when the Lakers win. I just, I just want to see LeBron win. In year 20, man, I think I just feel like LeBron playing with house money, bro. Anything can happen, but to go down like this, it really sucks. You know what I'm saying? And to see – you see him, you know, having these little nicks and knacks there. Uh, they Year came 20. out today and say he had been dealing with the foot for a while. So yeah. I guess he just re-aggravated what was going on there. Yeah. So man, it, it, it just really sucks. Year twenty, so, man. And it's and it's like you hate to say it because LeBron ain't really had no major injury, but man, father time is something, ain't it? Like <laughs> you, it's something. I even look I undefeated. Even, uh, rest in peace to Kobe. I even look at Kobe. Kobe start having them little knickknacks of like round 18, 18 yep. year 18, year 19, and then you get the big Achilles. And then once the Achilles was done, then he get the shoulder. Yeah. You know, just just little but little nicks and knacks, fingers, uh, leg, foot. I remember Kobe going through that in like year 18, 19, and then going into 20, you know, it it so it's like the it's, it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And it I just feel like, man, it's just happening at the wrong time because I want to see LeBron give it one more go. I don't know what the Lakers going to do. I don't. We don't know what the Lakers could do with a healthy team in the playoffs. We know they're going to make a lot of noise. A lot of people don't think they can they can get back to a championship, you know. But 
The man, this team that's that they put together, man, it's a lot of energy there. They showed me against the Dallas Mavericks. They gonna fight. They gonna they are better defensive team. Yes, they, they are. They got energy guys. Like I, I I just love what they're doing with the roster. Shout out to Struder. Struder been playing better since the trades went through, getting rid of Westbrook and getting rid of Pat Bell. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them guys. And shout out to your boy. What's uh AR? Austin Reeves. Big 15. Big, big 15. <laughs> That's the real AR-15 right there. Big 15. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, my boy whip, my boy about that smoke. Huh, you know what I'm good? saying? <laughs> what's good? But, man, I love what they doing, D. I just hope, like we talked earlier, I just hope they could find a way to win some of these games without LeBron on the f- floor. Yeah. They did just announce that they're going to get a second opinion on LeBron's foot. Okay. Uh, and I think next week sometime in our, or in a couple of days here to see okay. exactly is it going to be two to three weeks. But, man, <sighs> we just we just got to see what we can do in these next, what, two two weeks. I was looking at the schedule, D, and, right. man, it's, 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 not, it's not the best, D. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's not an easy schedule. It's, it's not an easy schedule when you look at some of the teams they playing. They playing Memphis right. tonight. They go to. They got a back to back. They got. Yeah. They play tomorrow, tomorrow at OKC. Right. Then you got the Timberwolves. Then you come Sunday. Sunday at three thirty. You got the Warriors at home. Yeah. And then you play Memphis again right after that. Right. And then what? I'm uh, March tenth. That's about a. That's about a week right there. I just called off. Then you got the Raptors coming in town. Yeah. And then you got the Knicks. So. Um, it's some winnable games on that D uh, that first week that LeBron was is going to miss. Right. But man, it's it's certain ones that you gotta have. Like you 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 can't lose both games against Memphis. You gotta have one of those games, and you gotta beat the Warriors again because these are teams that's in front of you. Right. You know, so I'm just I it just sucked that the, that the injury came at this point in time, D, especially after everything LeBron was saying, what he wanted to do, how big these games was, and then the. Get the foot D uh, it, it really is a, a gut punch A little bit But man Just like you told me It's time for Anthony Davis To step up Yeah beast up baby He gonna, he gonna have to beast up And then all the role players Gonna have to Do what they did Against the map Be energy guys Make big shots You They finna get Opportunity to do it With LeBron not on the floor So that just To help the team If they can If they can Get their confidence Build up By the time LeBron Come back man We don't know What the Lakers could do but I just hope he can get back and then the Lakers can find a way to either get in that playoff or get in that eighth or seventh C area D and uh kind of see what type of type of noise they can make. Yeah, um, uh, it sucks. It really, really does. The Lakers on the three game winning streak look very good in that comeback win against Dallas. Um we had it we Rob Palinka turned Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook into defensive Defensive pieces, shooting, energy. I mean, how do we get Vanderbilt from Minnesota for for a, for a piece of Laffy Taffy and a bottle of Clorox bleach? How do we get that, man? I am just so impressed, man, with the job that Polinka's done because this Laker team looks like they fit. This team looks like they fit. The shooting, the defensive presence. We don't have to say nothing about LeBron, but I have a message for Marshawn. Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr. This is it, bro. When your team needs you the most, this is it. Do I feel the Lakers can make the play in without LeBron? I do. I think they can keep their head above water and make a top 11 spot without LeBron where they're currently sitting in the Western Conference. I really do feel that way. But Anthony Davis, <laughs> if the shooting continues and the defensive presence and the defensive strategies continue, 
and he goes into 30 plus and 15 plus on the boards, two blocks a game mode for the next 18 games, bro, we could be sitting up in a situation where we could be sitting in a six seed in the Western Conference and then you get the greatest of all time back. What kind of scenario would that be for the Lakers? That's going to be all on the shoulders of Anthony Davis. I think you got the pieces around AD. AD's going to have free range to do his thing. If they can keep knocking down shots, timely stops, playing defense, we get D'Angelo Russell back in a couple days, we should be okay. I'm looking at the teams in front of the Lakers right now, bro. As currently constructed right now in the Western Conference, bro, with the, I'm, I'm going to call out some teams, man, and, and let me know realistically, man, do you think the Lakers – so right now, they're only two games outside of the one game, excuse me, outside of the plan. Just one game. Mm-hmm. Portland's in front of them. Are they good enough as currently constructed to jump Portland? And I'm not even biased. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Dame Lillard had that by himself. And they gotta play Portland again, too. They do. Yeah. New Orleans. Look, B.I., CJ McCullum. I forget the number seven who can shoot them threes, man. That dude can really shoot. Murphy. Yeah, but they they don't have Murphy. Zion. Can the Pelicans give the Lakers a tussle? I think they could because let's keep it real, man. If B.I. need to go one-on-one with A.D. bucket for bucket, I ain't going to disrespect B.I. Yeah, he can oh go bucket yeah. for bucket oh with yeah. Anthony Davis. Okay, oh yeah. cool. You got the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know Anthony Edwards is a freak, and he is a he can do his thing, man, but I just don't believe in them boys. I really don't. Utah, are they going to hang on? Can they hang on? I don't know, man. Yeah. Laura Markin and Jordan Clarkson and them boys, can they hang on? I don't know. Then you got the Golden State Warriors defending champions. Not even going to disrespect them. Of course, they're going to be around. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to be around. Especially I don't, once they get Steph back. Yeah, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's out of the question that these teams, the Lakers, can jump. And that team who's currently sitting in the sixth seed right now, they're going to be in the play-in in just a couple of games. And I'm talking about the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. They're going to be in the play-in. They're not going to hold on to that sixth spot. Yeah. They can't defend. Yeah, because they, they don't outscore you, D. That's a wrap for there them. There you go. And at this point in the NBA, bro, you got to defend. Yeah. You got to get some time to stop. Because it's crazy how they was, I mean, lights out in that first half, man. Shooting. I mean, and they, they couldn't buy a bucket. They Kyrie, Kyrie went, what, one for eight in the second half? He wasn't good. He he wasn't good at all. And then Luca. Cole had 18 in the first quarter. You know, they it's like they put Vanderbilt on him and he caused that boy all kinds of problems. Right. You know, and I D, I it's just something that you were saying. I was like, D, how really important LeBron not be not being there. How important is it? It is, man. You know, where you was like, he has to this it's gonna hurt because LeBron still is your your floor general. Yes, he He is. The guys that get smartest guy on the floor, you know. So, but I I just gotta believe, man, A D. After everything we didn't see in the past couple weeks, uh, all the up and down, I just got to believe this is an opportunity from him. Because we didn't see AD be very good this season. Yeah, we have. And if he was could have stayed healthy, who knows what type of year AD would have been having. Yeah. You know, but I think this is his time. And then, like you say, they got the pieces around him. Look, they, they neck and neck with the Memphis Grizzlies right now. I know it's the first quarter, but... This might be a dog fight right here. That's a good basketball this might team. Be a, this might be a dog fight, but who's to say they can't pull this game out? Right. If you got your Rose players coming to play, go deep in your bench and let some of them guys get some of them minutes, D. Right. And see what you see what you see what you can get. Right. But um 
I just want to see them compete, fight. Like you say, they, they ain't no way they just going to win every single game on this on these 22, no, 23 they not. games they got left. They not. But I just want to see them put the best product on the on the court. Right. <clears throat> and like you said, get us to that that, that play-in or either that, that 6 or 7C area, D. Right, yeah. I, I, and I would love to see it. I would love to see it. And we're going to keep it close, man. Hopefully, we get a difference of opinion, man, from um, whoever's going to be looking at LeBron's foot. And maybe we get a little bit of better news. We know LeBron has notoriously been a fast healer. So when he misses time, he don't miss a lot of time. LeBron's an older player. Let's just call it what it is. He's an older player. He's put a, played a lot of minutes. We we know what he just was uh, what he just accomplished becoming an all time leading scorer in NBA history. That was a lot on LeBron. Even though LeBron made it look flawless, that was a lot on LeBron. That's why he missed them two games coming at the All Star break. You know, because he was just woke. I mean, before All Star break, because he was just woke down mentally and all that. So it's gonna be interesting to see can the Lakers hold court. It's on Anthony Davis. Shaquille O'Neal challenged him today on his podcast. Shaq in the fool, and it was simply put. And Shaq was right. He was harsh about it. And sometimes the older players can be harsh in their critiques. But lately, I've been saying, you know what? The reason why they probably talk like that to other great players because they know they know they got what it takes. They know they do, and Shaq simply said, it's Anthony Davis' fault if they don't make the playoffs. If they don't make the play-in, it's going to be on Anthony Davis. Like, if he can't, we say it all the time, or we've said it all the time, he should have been Giannis before Giannis. He should have been Giannis before Giannis, but we can't do nothing about the pass. AD at his best, uh, on Sunday, did AD not like a top five player in the NBA? He sure did. He sure did. He like a top five player in the league. I mean, league. that boy was getting buckets, boy. I was, I mean, block shots, I rebounds. Mean, I mean, just killing Kyrie shots every time he came to the cup. You can't have it in here. <laughs> so it was a great, it was a great display, and Shaq was right. It's on Anthony Davis. If you don't get it done, he'll never amount to the player that he wanted to be because this is the situation that Anthony Davis desires. He want to be respected. This is it. Mm. Hold it down. Until the king can return, and I this is what I told back the other day in the Western Conference because we could go to the 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 the, the, uh, the seeds right now. Of course, you got the Denver Nuggets, the one seed. You got the Memphis Grizzlies, the two seed. I'ma just say this, bro. If the Lakers is the seven seed, and we got to go up to Memphis for a game one, what's good? <laughs> what's good? If the Lakers are the uh, are the uh, are the six seed. And they got to mess around and go to Sacramento for a game one. Hey, Coach Mike Brown, Darren Fox, what's happening? Mm. Some bonus, what's happening? Let me get that. Huh. And we got to get you, uh, Mike Brown. You did your thing. This yeah, year, yeah, bro. Mike Brown, you hooping. But if LeBron got to come to your bidding for a game one, what's good? Huh? What's good? It's only one team <clears throat> that I really, really see <laughs> <laughs> who really going to be about that for real. And we got to go up there as an eighth seed. And play the number one seed in the game one. But still, <laughs> what's good? So, let's see what the Lakers can do. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch. All right, Black, let's talk about a couple other NBA stories right now, man. The Atlanta Hawks, man. The Atlanta Hawks have a brand new head coach. Quinn Snyder signed a deal. Signed a deal to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks are currently sitting eighth in the Eastern Conference uh, rankings. Now, Black... Um, me and you had talked about, and it's it's out there. It's pretty public now. Nate McMillan and Trey Young could not coexist any longer. Trey Young felt like Nate McMillan wronged him, talked about him in a way, rolled him under the bus, kind of really didn't uh, show a lot of respect towards Trey 
um, earlier in the year when Trey was dealing with a personal matter and he couldn't practice and therefore he didn't miss a game. Make McMillan took to the public mm-hmm. to talk about Trey Young's uh, uh, business, so to speak. And ever since then, the reports have been running rampant that Trey Young and his camp let the Atlanta Hawks know it's either me and Nate McMillan and I will not resign here when it's time for me to resign next uh, season. So I guess the Atlanta Hawks heard Trey Young loud and clear. And during the All-Star break, they relieve Nate McMillan, who's a really good basketball coach, of his duties. Black, the Atlanta Hawks, Quinn Snyder, great success in Utah. They were a prominent playoff contending team. Matter of fact, Quinn Snyder had them at the number one seed in the Western Conference two years ago. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, things just didn't work out. Two years out. in a row. Yeah, things just didn't yeah. work out in Utah, and he resigned. Now he's in Atlanta. What do you see the qualities of Quinn Snyder that he can bring to Atlanta and get Atlanta back into where they were two years ago? They were just in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Milwaukee Bulls. What do you think about the hiring of Quinn Snyder? Well, I always like Quinn Snyder. You can we can go all the way back to his Missouri days when he was in College, Missouri yeah. when he, when Missouri was making the lead eights and sweet sweet 16s, right. you know, and Missouri's not a basketball school, but mm-hmm. he he's just a great coach, but now in the league, man, him him getting a second chance uh in Atlanta, I think it's going to be good. I think the thing is going to be interesting to me, man, this point what 21, 22 games or less left. Yeah. You know, how can he come in and kind of, you know, keep these guys going? Because they're still in contention to make the play. Make they the AC, playoffs. AC. So, how can he come in and get with the guys like Trey Young, get with uh, Devontae Murray and uh, Collinson and those guys? And how can he kind of, how can he help them, you know, be, how can he help Atlanta be a better team heading into the playoffs in this last stretch? But Quinn Snyder is a great coach. I know he'll get it together. Uh, once he... Fully get acclimated to what he's doing in Atlanta. I expect the Atlanta Hawks to be a way better team than uh, what they've what they've been the last two years. So, uh, remember, I just this team just went to what a uh, Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. What two years ago, D? So it's like we was looking at Atlanta the year after that. Like, boy, these boys, they, all that shooting they had and what they was doing. But Quinn, Quinn Snyder is a great basketball coach. He will have a, the Atlanta house competing. So I think you'd be better watch out for Atlanta, man, just on the strength of Quinn Snyder. And then um, I think he's going to take, I think he ha- is going to have the ability to tra- take Trey Young to the next level, D. So we're going to see, man. I'm excited to see what it looks like these last 22 games for them in Atlanta. We've seen Trey Young. Um, I mean, we've seen Donovan Mitchell under Quinn Snyder really emerge. Donovan Mitchell was a nice player his first couple of years in the league. Nice player. You've seen the potential mm-hmm. way more than you saw when he was at Louisville. Yeah. But then out of nowhere, Quinn Snyder was able to tap into Donovan Mitchell and help him to release that inner superstar, which he is now. And we've seen Donovan Mitchell absolutely go nuts in the NBA mm. under Quinn Snyder. Trey Young is going to have that same opportunity because Quinn Snyder is going to provide the opportunities for him to do that. Let's call it what it is in the Eastern Conference. I mean, when you get outside of Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, and I'm not going to disrespect Cleveland because they're a really good basketball team. When you get outside of those four basketball squads, who else is really guaranteed anything in the Eastern Conference? 
Atlanta has the tool to beat the tools to be one of those top four or five seeds in the East. Mm-hmm. They have the tools. They have Collins, Dejounte Murray, uh, 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 Trey Young. They they uh what's the center Compella? They have the pieces around. Um um and and Bonjanovic is out there as well for shooting. So they have pieces in play for them to compete. Don't be surprised if Atlanta gets jump started because they're already on a four game winning streak. They are before Quinn Snyder. He'll make his coaching debut on Thursday. Quinn Snyder could get the Atlanta Hawks, dare I say, maybe even up out of the play-in into the sixth seed in the playoffs. That's only two spots he'll away. Be able to turn, get them, getting them there this fast. They're three, they're three games out. The okay. Brooklyn Nets are falling. They are. They're falling. <clears throat> and they're going to go into the play-in area as well. And then, of course, right above them is the New York Knicks, who are playing solid basketball. Man, Brunson and Julius Randle work well yeah, together. They that one is of a the nice fit. Right now, D. That's a nice fit. So, Atlanta could be getting in the mix and watch their love the addition of Quinn Snyder in Atlanta. I like Trey Young in Atlanta. Atlanta had to keep Trey Young. They need to do whatever it is that they need to do to keep Trey Young happy because let's call it what it is. Atlanta is one of the more important cities, mm-hmm. and especially culturally. And if you can have that being a place where you're getting some great energy with a very good to maybe borderline great talent in Trey Young, that's better for the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's better for the NBA. Absolutely. All right. All right, man, before we wrap up out of here, Black, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks for just a second. They are streaking, Black. They have won 16 straight games. Right now, currently, they are playing the Brooklyn Nets, Giannis Antetokounmpo, has made his return. And the Brooklyn Nets are whooping up on the Milwaukee Bucks oh, right man. now. 28-12 to 12 in the first quarter. Now, Giannis is coming off of a quad uh, injury right now. Looking at some of the live stats uh, of that game currently, Giannis Antetokounmpo has two rebounds. No points. That's good for my prospects ticket tonight because I took that boy under for sure. Black, the Bucks, they are almost healthy. Chris Middleton looks like he's starting to ramp up and getting back in the form. We, we, Drew Holiday just doesn't get the love that he should. This man is the ultimate pro basketball player. Literally can do whatever it is that you need him to do. Giannis went out. This man said, okay, I'll score. I'll score. And he just turns it on. He goes Ooh. from being a Swiss Army to scoring buckets, defensive presence. That hand that he got up underneath Devin Booker. I thought Devin Booker lost the basketball. At first play, Sunday, we're talking about Sunday's game, uh, Bucks and Suns late. Devin Booker has the ball late, a chance to tie the ball game. Booker drives. It looks like from the angle that they were showing it on TV, Booker loses the ball. He didn't lose it. Drew Holiday was able to get his hand up underneath Booker and just tap it just enough as Booker was getting ready to pull and knock it out of bounds off of Booker. Bucks get the ball and they get the win. Just a great player, man. I know Booker be like, I'm sick of this dude. He is. <laughs> I know he had nightmares about him from the from the finals because yeah. he did a number on him for sure. But the Bucks, 16 straight. Black, maybe I'm the only one that's thinking this, and I want to ask you, are the Bucks being undersold as real contenders to win the championship this year? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. You think they're being undersold? Yeah, because everybody looking at Boston, man, because Boston went last year. Okay. And they just got molly last night by the Knicks. Good Lord. And I'm like... Tatum, Tatum getting ejected <laughs> and everything. I'm like, man, what's going on? But I have been saying it, man. I was like, man, look, man. 
Giannis and these Bucks, boy, the way that that thing went down last year, they ain't going to be too happy. They ain't going to be too happy, bro, but mm. they going to be that team that just fly under the radar. They ain't going to get the respect they're supposed to be into these playoffs. <laughs> okay, start. Talk about it. That thing now, don't let these boys get that one seed. Because, boy, if you got to go to Milwaukee, boy, that's a wrap for you. Anybody. They actually if got y'all the gotta one go seed last Mil- If y'all got to go through Milwaukee, Boston, it's a wrap for you. They got the one seed last night with Boston's loss. So now Milwaukee is the number one seed currently right now. At 43 and 17, Boston's at 44 and 18. Well, we still got some ball to play. I'm just so saying. Have, I'm just saying. They yeah, got yeah, it right we now. We got some ball to play, but man, you just got to gotta hope Giannis can get. They need to stop trying to play him. Why y'all just want to sit him? Y'all playing good basketball. Understand what y'all are trying to do. Just sit him and let the man rest. I'm wondering if something happened. I'm wondering if something happened to him. He played six minutes in this game. He has two rebounds currently with only two points. I wonder if something had went on. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks are just not shooting the ball well tonight against the um, Minnesota. I mean, against the Brooklyn Nets. But to piggyback off you, I agree with you. I think there. I had the thought before we actually went on about the Bucks. Are they being undersold? Mm-hmm. And they are. You're right. Boston played for the title last year. They're getting out of love. Let's call it what it is. Joel Embiid is getting a lot of attention because he's in his playoff push. And let's call it what it is. Philadelphia 76 has got all the pieces to win the title. They got the head coach and all the pieces around them to win the championship this year. But we can't even get them to a conference final. And they haven't they been played doing? They done lost back to back. You lose against the Heat. We can't get him to a Boston. And be doing everything he can. But nobody else showing up. Why they can't get streaking? Nobody else showing up. Hey, I don't understand it, D. It's this time of year. And we just talking about Embiid. I'm like, Embiid doing everything in his power. Yeah. What's Tobias Harris at? Making $100 million. Stealing money. (laughs) (laughs) But Milwaukee, I agree with you. They're going to state they claim in the playoffs. If they go hold on to this number one seed, you're not wanna want you're not gonna wanna go to Milwaukee for a game seven. You're not gonna wanna have to go there. And if you have to go there, may the good Lord be with you for sure. So underselling a team who won a title two years ago, which is absolutely ludicrous, but I really have the feeling that they are being undersold. All right, so we're getting ready to wrap up today's show. We're just gonna call out some of the uh uh, some of the seedings that are in the East and the Western Conference. Your number one seed currently in the East is the Milwaukee Bucks, followed by the Celtics, 76ers, Cavaliers, Knicks, Nets, Heat, and uh, Hawks. Two teams that are looking to jump into those uh, seventh and eighth spots, the Toronto Raptors and the Washington Wizards. Out West, your number one seed, Denver Nuggets at 43-19. and 19. They are running away with the West, followed by the two-seeded Memphis Grizzlies, the upstart Sacramento Kings. Don't look. Don't look. You hear those size 15 shoes walking around up there in Phoenix, Arizona? Kevin Durant makes his return tomorrow Lord, night Lord. against the Charlotte Hornets, who just lost LaMelo Ball. Godly. You know, but <laughs> LaMelo Ball being hurt is one thing. And I hope LaMelo freak accident, man. He fractured his ankle, crossing his own self up in the fourth quarter. Not only do you have to try to just get over that, Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns are coming to town. I saw Kevin Durant interview. He might score 45 on his first night. 
Black, before we go, Kevin Durant and the fourth-seeded Phoenix Suns, what do you expect to see their first game together on Wednesday against the Hornets? Well, uh, uh, I think KD is going to be KD, you know? KD going to be KD. Uh, I'm, uh, I want to see how it's going to look, D. Like I told, I think I told you when we were talking about this. The thing for me, I know they're going to be able to score – they're going to be able to score a bunch. But on the defensive side, what they're going to be able to do, I think they're going to be relying more a lot on KD on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, how are you going to have Because you gave up your primary defensive players to get them. Kevin Bridges. But, you know, I, I understand it, dude. I'll give them up, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, it's Kevin Durant. But they're going to be able to score the ball, D. They just like Dallas Mavericks. What are you going to be able to do when another team is scoring? Are you going to be able to stop them? Mm. They're going to outscore a lot of teams, yeah. But we know, like you said, D, in the playoffs, you have to play some defense. That thing get thick. It get thick. And you can rely on Book, and you can rely on KD. Chris Paul, he can literally just be a flow general now. Yeah. You know, run he got to worry about He probably can get a bucket here and there. He'll run the just show. Fine. 28 assists. He's got to run the show. 28 assists. But the assists. thing that's eerie to me, and I'm sitting here thinking about it now, Devin Book ain't finna be defended by the best defender no more on the team. Great point. Great like, point. He gonna be freed up. Drew Holiday is not his assignment anymore. Great point. <laughs> Drew Holiday gonna have to bang and do whatever he can with Kevin Durant. Or do whatever they, the heck they need to do whenever they play. If they play the Bucks, If they come out the West. Who knows? But he don't have to see the best defender on the other team anymore, D. He and don't. if he could take advantage of that, good God. Good God. That's a so, great point. It's going to be interesting to see. I just want to see how KD look coming off the MCL. I want to see how he fit in, fits in with them, which I think he's going to fit in fine. Chris Paul, is uh, he's a uh, old-school point guard, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, he's going to get them the ball where it needs to be. And, man, it, it, it's, it's going to be fun to watch, D. I'm, I'm definitely going to be tuning in Wednesday night. Yeah. I don't care who they playing. I want to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I want to see it, but definitely, D. If it's one concern about them, they're going to. I think they're going to look great offensively. But for me, it's going to be defensively and how much you really going to have to rely on Kevin Durant on that side of the ball. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch. I'll be tuned in. They're going to absolutely destroy the Charlotte Hornets. Um, it doesn't matter. Poor Lamelo Ball breaks his ankle. Now he got to see his team get and beat by Prosper before, too, and he bro. was hooping. Dang, he was hooping. He Freak was on accident. A- Freak he was accident. on a stretch, boy. Freak accident. So, my thoughts about the Phoenix Suns, pretty much a little bit more to add on to what Black just said. Devin Booker's going to be freed up like never before. Kevin Durant just a walking 30 points. It is what it is. Chris Paul could be an absolute floor general. All he could do, he could score 8 points, 9 points, have 10 rebounds, and 15 assists every night. Because he's going to be able to get these boys together. This is the best point guard that Kevin Durant's played with purely running the show. No disrespect to Steph or Kyrie, but as far as running the offense, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant going to be finding passes in his hands that he before he even get to the spot. I'm just saying he ain't never, <laughs> never experienced that before because that's, that's what Devin Booker is experiencing now. That's what all these guys who played with Chris Paul have experienced. So it's going to be fun to see, but defensively, they won't be able to stop a, a, stop a running faucet. But I and, and and I made a mistake. It's just it's not all going to be on Kevin Durant. Uh, Big Aiden. Aiden. Yeah, that was, that was my next point. Okay, okay. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Look, DeAndre Ayton. He has to step it up. He got to get a little bit nastier. 
he got to command a little bit more attention down there on the block. Because guess what? Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, it's going to be bombs away out there. It's going to be bombs away out there. Can the Phoenix Suns come out to the Western Conference? Yes, they can. It's not going to be a cakewalk. They only got 20 games to get it together, and it's going to be a sight to see for sure. So looking forward to seeing what Kevin Durant looks like in a Phoenix Suns uniform. Not only do we get them on uh, on we get them tomorrow against the on Wednesday against the Hornets, but then we get them on a Sunday showcase on Sunday against the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. It's going to be weird to see just a couple of weeks ago, KD and Kyrie were sharing the same jerseys. And now they're going to be on opposite ends of the courts on Sunday in Dallas. All right. So that's going to be something to watch. All right. So, of course, the NBA is such a broad, broad, broad sport. And, of course, we'll be talking about the hottest topics week in and week out. All right. So we're getting ready to wrap up episode 217 of the Sports Desk. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, UFC 285 this Saturday. WrestleMania April 1st and April 2nd. Of course, we are talking NBA up to the wazoo, uh, especially once we get towards uh, the playoffs, all right? So, like I said, hopefully everybody enjoyed today's episode. Black, anything before we go? Yeah, real quick, uh, football fans, combine tomorrow. Tomorrow, interviews with players, then they hit the field on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. So, y'all look out for the combine. Free agency, March 15, 4 o'clock. Y'all be on the lookout for that as well. All right, good deal, good deal. All right, man, so until next time, man, y'all be cool, y'all be safe. Y'all take care of yourselves, man. Thank y'all for all the support. Thank y'all for listening to the show weekly, retweeting it, sharing it, um, hitting us up on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Um, We're working on some things to bring some um, some more content from the sports desk, man. So me and Black will be massive planning some things to kind of up the content. We had such a good time uh, at the live show for the Jaguars game uh, during the playoffs. So we're looking a way to try to expand on that and bring some some extra content uh, to you guys. All right. So until next time, man, like I said, y'all be cool. Be safe. Share the show, man. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend that there's another sports show out there that maybe they should pay attention to. You got your boys D and Black, your sportsologists, bringing it to you guys weekly. All right? So y'all be cool, man. Be safe. And uh, love your family. Love your family. Love your loved ones. Hug them. Kiss them. If you got a problem with somebody who you love, figure it out, man. Figure it out. Work through it, man. Work through it, man. All right? Y'all be cool. Lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.